much me is that introduction? <laughs> you know, it's like, like, yeah. Like when I imagine you, I imagine like your hands on the ground, feet on the wall. <laughs> and like, uh, and then it's a year later and you just put it on your fine, my only friend. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I remember that. I only, it's like, yep, this song says all of that. You remember the okay, very yeah. first TikTok videos you started doing? <laughs> all <laughs> um, I'm actually about to get back to that. You're going to get to dance and it's like black and just white. dancing. <laughs> yes. That's what that song says. It says all of that. It's like, what if I only yell? Okay. <laughs> I'm actually going to get back to those videos. Um, I've been doing a lot of opinion pieces on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen my other videos of me venting and <laughs> saying how much I hate men. Mm, but whoa. Um, now we're gonna I'm going to have to go and check those out. Welcome, everyone, to uh, episode one, the premiere episode of Between You and I. Holy crap, Kiore, like we're here. Episode one. Like, episode one. How long have we been talking about this? Months. since the other day <laughs> since the other okay. day because black folks do have no sense or accurate sense of like measurement like they'll be like oh yeah the other day for two weeks ago oh, no, 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 like, no 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 girl i told my mom and them <laughs> that something happened the other day they was like girl that was two years ago <laughs> i was like so you yeah, know the I, other day so you know what i'm talking about exactly <laughs> So Between You and I is enhanced conversation that's intimately funny, relevant, and relatable between you, me, and our best friends. Um, This is the podcast that we want all of our listeners to say one of two things. Me and my friends were just talking about this, or I have to talk to my best friends about this. Um, How many times have you been like listening to something or reading something? He was like, yo, I was just talking to my friends about this the other day, but it'd be like three weeks ago. (laughs) This podcast has three rules and only three rules. This is a safe space, an inclusive space, and a free space. We're not concerned about being politically correct, but instead, authenticity is the priority. So I'm excited to dive into today's episode. I am your host, Ionia Casey, also known as Trap Money Noni by those that love me. Um, Also, the little brown bear when I don't have my lashes on because that's literally what I look like a baby bear when I don't have my, I, I look like a different person. Like right now I'm looking at myself and I'm like, oh girl, I hadn't seen you in a while, but I'm glad you're back. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, honestly, the lashes give me a whole new personality actually. And then with the nails too. Oh, it's a wrap. Okay. So introducing my first guest on my first episode, you all are going to hear a lot about uh, her from her. She's going to be on here a lot. I just know it. Um, one of my best friends, Kiore Taylor. I'm just going to pass it over her to her and let her introduce herself because I, I just wouldn't do it justice. Well, you know, who could know all the things to say? So I want to just say a few. Um, I'm Kiore, Kiore Taylor. I'm excited to be here. So thanks for having me on your first episode. Number one, who am I? I am one of Ioni's fans who are just like, can you imagine? So number one, that mm-hmm. is who I am. Um, number two, I am the founder and CEO of a new company that I am getting ready to launch called Detangle, which I'm so excited about. You know, it's all about helping individuals and companies identify when they are solving for the wrong problem by evaluating how they're communicating with one another. So I am really excited about this. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute game changer. Um, 
just in the world. And other than that, I would say things about me. I love whiskey. Cheers to me. She does. <laughs> I love, she does. I love karaoke. Like exclusively. I love sci-fi. She does love that And too. I love my family. And I would say that the thing that I want to be known for and the biggest piece of my legacy I want um, to be remembered for is just knowing that, you know, it's important to love people, but not just love people. It's important for people to feel loved by you. And so I would say that's who I am. You're right. So we're going to jump right into our segments. Okay, I'm going to start off with our first segment. It's called Don't Judge Me. This is the segment where you can say one thing that you enjoy or that you indulge, indulge in that most of the time will be like, you know, this is my guilty pleasure or something. But normally this thing might garner judgment, you know, in the outside world. But here in this space, this is a safe space and a judgment-free space. So you get to say one thing that you just don't want to be judged for, that you love. So I can go ahead and kick us off. I have no problem doing that. Um, So listen, I was scrolling on TikTok last night and I came across this beautiful, beautiful, heavenly black man who was singing country music with a country accent. I love a black man singing country music with a country accent. There's an artist named Kane Brown. First of all, he's fine. Second of all, he can sing. And third of all, like, mm, I love it. Like, I am not anti a country black man. Like, I'm not anti that. <laughs> <laughs> like, with a country accent. Like, I'd be down. Like, I would be down. You know, I grew up listening to country music and... Mm-hmm. I still don't know that I'm with you on this. <laughs> I get it. It's not judgment. It's love. I was just saying. So what's yours, Kiori? What's something you don't want to be judged for? Mm, I was trying to think if I wanted to tell the truth or if I wanted to keep it light. Um, so I'm going to tell the truth. One thing that I don't want to be judged for, but second of all, you know, even if I get judged for it, I'm just not going to take it on. Because. <laughs> like, it's just the way it is. It is not my burden to carry. It is not like. my burden to carry. And and that is showers. That is showers. Like, I know people oh, no. Wait a who second. are really wait big on second. the whole argument of, like, Pure, you shower every day. And I'm just like, wait. hold up. Who showers wait. every day? Because, Can you, you know, let me tell you something. This is why people get sick. Because they be taking too many showers. And they don't even be dirty. Okay. They don't even be dirty. Mm. But this I mean, is actually a conversation because I have not let my opinion because I didn't want to be judged. But like personally, I don't believe that people should shower every single day. I mean, can you imagine? And that's why your skin is dry. Like, listen, exactly. my skin might be ashy, but it ain't dry. That's when people look at my skin. They'd be like, yo, your skin looks nice. A hundred percent. I, however, do shower every day. However, <laughs> it's because I work out. <laughs> it's no. because. Okay. That's important. Like, there are rules yeah. to, to being able to delay a shower. Like, um, if you if you're having fun, any kind of fun that requires sweat, you need to be in the shower. If you're working yes. out, you need to be in the shower. If you've been outside all day and you smell like outside, you need to be in the shower. If you was cuddled up with somebody and they were sweating, shower. You, <laughs> you need to take a shower. Like, if you've been riding no. in the car all day, you need to take a shower. shower. If when you was walking, your legs was rubbing together, <laughs> that meant there was moisture. You need to shower. I'm crying. And last I'm but crying. not least, if you don't get waxes, you need to take a shower. Yo, I promise you, getting waxed, or okay, I'm not even going to say just specifically getting waxed. Like, 
not having hair in that area really makes a difference. And I know that medically there's a lot of people that say there's a reason for the hair there. And I actually do believe in those reasonings, just like why we have eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. But when I have hair and when I don't, when I have hair, mm-hmm. I'm showering every day, regardless, regardless. Like regardless. regardless, I could have sat in the house with the AC on 60 because all day, you can't always smell yourself. But like, if I am waxed, like, cause listen, I get waxed from the rooter to the tutor. Okay. Like nothing always. left behind. And if I just been sitting in the house, like, you know, with the air on and I've just been chilling, not doing much then I may not shower that day, especially in the black community. Like we were, a lot of us were like raised with these mothers who were like hyper, like clean. Like they made us shower like two, three times a day. Like my mom still will shower two to three times a day. Like she has no (laughs) issue. I don't know nothing about that. (laughs) (laughs) I actually know more people who are like me. than were like, really? Yeah. That are black. Yes. Wow. No, like I'm surrounded around people black people that are like I walked outside and got the mail and I felt like a drop I'm going to take a shower like oh I've been up in the kitchen cooking and I'm about to go out I'm gonna take a shower like you know what I'm saying like the people who shower the least that's why that's why 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 I'll be sick I'm gonna tell you I ain't been sick for years didn't catch COVID didn't do none of that stuff you know why because my system is I wasn't taking showers Okay, so we're going to jump to our next segment. Um, it's called Stuffing or Dressing. So this is a version of, like, the this or that game. Um, we'll, I'll have a rapid-fire list of random things that are paired, and, Kiori, you're going to have to, like, quickly just pick. You're, not, you're only going to get, like, three seconds to pick, okay? Okay. So you ready? Yeah. Okay, New Year's or Christmas? New Year's. Club or lounge? Lounge. Festival or concert? Concert. Dark or light? Whiskey, uh, alcohol. Dark. Prosecco or champagne? Champagne. Summer or winter? <laughs> hmm. I'm going to go with the... Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the winter. That time. thought, like, <laughs> when you've been so decisive and then something <laughs> hits you and you're like... No, wait a second. It's like, I love the fall, but it's like, is it the beginning of the fall or is it the end of the fall? <laughs> and I just said New Year's, but you know, in the summertime, I'm like, I think I'm going to go with the winter. But, the yeah. winter. Okay. Well, that was good. So we're going to jump into the meat of this episode. So this episode is really, I wanted to kind of focus on, um, you know, dating and career. So each episode will kind of have an overall theme. Um, and it's going to be related to conversations that I've had with, you know, whoever my guest is, which will be one of my close friends. So you just came back from Ghana. You sent me a text and you were like, I think I met my future husband. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, what? And you're like, I have to tell you. And I'm like, save it for the podcast. So I want to hear about this person who has you thinking like, this is my Prince Charming and you know like what have you learned about yourself just dating all last year 2022? I will say it's interesting because over the last over 20 let's just say like 2021 I spent most of that year and the beginning of 2022 really trying to define my femininity and like what did that mean? I'm doing this feminine transformation which is less about like how I 
um, look externally, but mm-hmm. it's more about like how I show up on the day to day and how I am making sure my needs are met so I can show up in the softer version of myself versus the more defensive version of myself. So what I have decided is like, I just need to put myself in places where beautiful people are. <laughs> and so yes. that's kind of how my dating experience has been. So, you know, I've been traveling for crazy enough. I've been traveling for over the last six months, like almost seven months now. Yes. yes. And so now it's like, you know, you got to go to where the men are. That's something that my dad yeah. always said was like, go to where the white moose is. If that's who you're trying to shoot. So I'm like, yeah, so I end up in Ghana, I'm out there, and I'm just, like, trying to do my thing. Like, I didn't even wear a hat. One day out of eight (laughs) days I was there, I had my hair cute. You know, I had was putting lashes on, putting my lip gloss on. Yes, with and the lashes. Like, girl, I mean, I didn't recognize my own self. I was like, yo, I am cute. So I am literally first day um, out at the club. And as I'm walking by, we are in Accra, Ghana. I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, <laughs> on the other mm-hmm. side of the globe. And this guy's like, oh my gosh, like, I know you trying to channel my femininity in this moment because I'm really thinking like, I know we are not in this <laughs> exotic place and this is the line that you're trying to pull on me. Right. But I'm like, watch your face, Kia. Watch your face. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm sure. But he was like, no, you're Siore. And I'm like, oh my God, goodness. You know, like, like if you it, know my name? Like, for you to be that close to my name, I'm like, Oh, maybe you do know me. He was like, yeah, we used to work together at Accenture, you know, five years ago. And we used to write all these messages back and forth. But we never Mm -hmm. met. This guy was beautiful. That's the thing. Like, he was beautiful. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure I would remember. I would remember that face. (laughs) If I've met you before. And the crazy thing is, that's what he told me. I was like, it's funny that you saw me. He was like, you have such an unforgettable face. Like, how could I forget you? And I was just like. Okay. I just got, yeah. Mm-hmm. What? He knew. Exactly. He was just like, so I finally feel like I have my chance again. He was like, so I had to come over here and say hello. I am sitting here like, there is no way that this is happening. And I'm like, oh my goodness. This this just goes to show the energy I'm putting out. That's just like, it's the, attra- the it's attraction. Yes. Like the art of attraction. Yes. Like I'm attracting good things because I'm open to them. You know, so I'm like, whoa. So, girl, that's first night I'm in Ghana. Well, two days later, I end up going out to see a friend's family. And on my way out, this beautiful man with this full beard, he's like, hello. You know, you look really nice. I'm like, okay, thank you. He was just like, are you staying here? I was like, yeah. He was like, okay, cool. He's like, this is my friend. So he introduced me to his friend. And I'm like, oh, hello. You know, I'm actually just on my way out. And he was like, oh, well, if you have to go, can I get your number? I was like, yes, this is friend. This is person number two. Well, I leave for four hours and I'm on my way back. I'm less than 10 minutes away from the hotel. And I get this message that's like, hey, what are you up to? I was like, crazy enough, I'm almost back to the hotel. And he's like, oh, I'm going to this Amma Piano night. I'm like, what's an Amma Piano? He's like, it's a <laughs> It's a music genre. It's like South African music. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he was just like, well, are you interested in going? And all of a sudden in this moment, I'm like, my phone is dying. Like I'm in a foreign country. By the way, my phone is always dying. And I'm just like, but 
you know, like, I don't have any plans for tonight. This could be an adventure. And if this is not the guy, like, at least it might be a good time. Girl, next thing I know, this guy pulls up outside. I don't know if it looked like he had just woke up first thing this morning or what, but I couldn't even remember what he looked like. But when I seen him again, <laughs> I was like, oh, you look really nice. Like, not only do you look nice, but you smell nice. I'm like, I mean, the night was electric. So from there, you know, um, I ended up missing a whole trip with my group the next day because we were out all night long. The more we had conversations, like for the next four days, because we ended up spending the full next four days together. You know, it was just like, I learned that he's ready for marriage and that like, he's like trying to figure these things out and he owns his own company. And, you know, he's just like, you know, I plan to come to America sometime soon because he doesn't live in the States. And I'm like, okay. And it was just like, there were so many interests that were aligned. And then we talked about mm -hmm. God and then not only that, but we went to WEB, the Boy Museum. And I just love anything about communication and people. And mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like, does this guy, can this guy even hold a conversation? Because it's like, money is cool, but like, I need to talk. Like, that is the need that I have. Like, I need to yeah. be able to do that with the person. And I'm not going to lie, like, even though all these other details, they sound good. I was just like, if I, I need to, I need to have evidence of a conversation. When we mm -hmm. went to the WEB, the Bois Museum, Girl, next thing you know, this guy just lit up and he ended up like leading the entire like group talking about like the richest man that ever lived and all this like African history. And I was just like, yep. <laughs> In that moment, I was like, this, yep, this might you. be my husband. You. <laughs> <laughs> you was holding out on me, but yep. And I will tell you after that, it was nothing but wild conversations of just yeah. like exploring each other's thoughts. And it's been like four days since I've left and we've talked every day for hours. That was gonna be my next question. Are you guys still talking? Yes, we're still chatting. We are okay. coordinating, like meeting up again. And you actually brought up a really good point that I actually wanted to touch on too in our conversation. You said, you know, I go places where I know there's, you know, high performing people, like that's what I'm attracted to. And so, um, you know, I would refer to you, to me, to, you know, some of our friends, like as high performing women, like that's who we are. We are career women, you know, and when, when you become, I think is there's a difference when like, you know, you have a job and then you have a career and when you become a career woman, I think a lot of times your standards change a little bit. And some of the things that you maybe were okay with before you're not okay with now, or you just kind of, like you said, you're attracted to a different sort of energy. And so I have found being now a quote unquote high performing woman or a career woman. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. No, yeah. No, shout out to me. Wow. But um, I have found that trying to meet people that are up to that kind of standard has been rather difficult. I want someone that, you know, is making good money, that is um, you know, taking care of themselves is focused, has goals. Here's the thing though. You don't even have to be making a lot of money. I want somebody with goals and a plan. I can work with goals and a plan. It's when you, it's when you don't even have a goal or a plan or a go or even a goal. Like you don't even have to have a plan. If you have a goal, a set goal, I can help you get there. Well, number one, I love that I started off talking about traveling because it's interesting. Like 
of all the people that you see traveling, the one demographic that you really don't see travel that often is like black men, like especially like African-American men. And so that makes it difficult to date African-American men if this is Mm -hmm. the season I'm in and I'm traveling because they're not here with me. I have the values that I have and I have the values that I want, you know, my partner to have. And, you know, for me, um, I've identified those are, I want them to have their own, you know, relationship with God. I want them to, you know, be someone who uh, values financial stability. I want them to have mentorship in their life in like their own community of friends. Like, just like I need to have that, like I want them mm-hmm. to have that as well. You know, I That's want so them to important. be connected to their family. Um, I, I do want them to have like something that they feel um, passionate about, you know, like I, like that passion is important, you know, because it allows both of you all to maintain that independence while also like connecting together and they have to be able to teach me something. And so, you know, for me, I've created this set of values that I have in order to really like widen the pool, because I understand that like, my resume, my presence, my demeanor, my beauty, like all of those things I'm told can be very intimidating for men, you know, as they approach me, especially the ones that like, I'm in community with. And I think it's difficult, because even though like, I am open to someone who may not be at the same level as I am career wise, but they may exceed where I am in other areas. But those people don't want to engage with me, you know, and Mm -hmm. and that's very difficult. You know, I even like I dated this guy um, who, you know, he did everything to admire me, but then just continued to tell me like he wanted to get together whenever he was ready. And it's just kind of (laughs) like, if I'm ready to be with you as you are, why are you trying to be somewhere else? Because like, we'll both get there, but I can't wait you know because they're not they're well we know like they're not waiting to get to a certain place they're just trying to hold you off until they feel like they're built up enough to where they can have their own set of options but they siphon our energy they siphon the energy that we have and the confidence that we have and the focus that we have they siphon it and in their minds let me let me siphon as much as i can and get as much as i can so that way i can get to where the same level and then I can at that point have options but still be attracted attractive and valuable and 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 wanted by this same person listen but I can still have my own options me and one of my girlfriends we we call this profile we because that's (laughs) what this is that you're talking about you're talking Mm -hmm. about a profile of a man Mm -hmm. I think there are multiple (laughs) profiles like I don't know that everybody's doing that But, but that is a profile and we like to call that profile Cliff, like Clifford the Big Red Dog, because that I'm is crying. trash. Like, and no, they be acting legit. just like that. Like, so I'm like, mm-hmm. I know a few Cliffs. You know, I've spent quality time with some that you're very familiar with. You know, it's like <laughs> Cliff. Yes, he's more than capable of just trying to like. Cliff you know, ain't he, shit. That's honestly the reality. Exactly. Cliff ain't shit. But there Cliff are other men, shit. you know. But there even, are. 100%. But even those other ones, like it's it it really sucks when those other ones aren't to Cliff, but they still be like trying to act as if 
they can't be with you for this imaginary reason when like you are the prize that's the thing i know about myself i am the prize so i'm not waiting on nobody else to decide that they want to be with me when i am the prize like and this is why i understand why women such as ourselves or you know just very powerful women end up with men who are very like baseline like very normal like you know what I'm saying? Because that person almost worships them. Right. And like, I think sometimes we think about that as a, as a bad thing, like wanting to be with someone who like kisses the ground you walk on. But in reality, I think being in this segment of, of, of women that we are, we're so used to still being dogged and not being valued that like having someone that may like, you know, you might be a six figure, you know, woman and you have this man who works at Goodyear and is dedicated to his job Listen. and literally treats you like the queen of his life. And he's like, going to win every single time. Every, every single, single time. time. Like, no, is he bringing home a Gucci bag for your birthday? No, but you know what he did do? He got rose petals, put them all over the house. He cooked for you. He told you to come home, put your feet up, gave you a foot massage, and then- Listen to you talk about your day all listen, day. Listen, took you to Bring bed me. and turned you upside down, girl. I'll take him any day over Clifford, the trifling ass big red dog. So as we kind of are talking about dating and career, you know, we kind of started out talking about how dating and career like kind of converge. I want to split them up a little bit and I want to just talk about career for a second. Just recently, um, I don't know if you, you probably don't know who this is because you didn't even, you haven't even listened to Renaissance yet, but that's a whole other situation. So there's a rapper named Glorilla. She sings this song called, um, I think it's called F-R-E-E and it's like F-R-E-E. I don't know if you've heard it. You pro Okay, it's fine. So she posted on her Instagram. She said, I'm looking for a personal assistant. The pay is $550 a week. Mm -hmm. And it includes travel, food, um, you know, meals while you're working. So people were like on both sides of the fence. A lot of people were super critical that she's like, only paying $550 a week, which equals up to, God, I barely passed math last semester. So that equals up to $2,200 a month. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you're making all this money. You're making thousands and thousands of dollars. And you're only paying somebody $550 a week. But then other people were saying, well, this is actually a great opportunity for somebody who's a new professional who wants to just like find a step up because this could lead to so many other things. The travel is covered. Your meals are covered. Like, you know, when you're working. So there's that. So I want to know what your thoughts are on. Cause I'll be honest with you. I agree with both sides, but I also think that I'm not saying she got to pay this person $20,000 a month. But I do think $550 a week is unacceptable. Well, personally. first of all, there are multiple things at play here. Number one, <laughs> the assistant who ain't even been hired yet ain't did nothing to win this fame. Number one, <laughs> y'all want her to get a percentage of something she ain't worked on yet. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, hear how silly that sounds. You know what, yeah. if you want me to come and work for you, um, I'm going to need to make 50% of whatever you make. You know, maybe not 50%, I'll be generous, 30%. And it's like, I've been working on this music for years. And you yeah. ain't even you were not. You was not with me shooting in the gym. You were yeah, not with me shooting so in the like, gym. Yeah, so like, number one, what are the different compensation packages that you think an assistant who's never even worked with this individual artist 
would get. So she would need to be paid a flat rate. Number two, just because someone goes viral doesn't mean they got a salary job. So where is this money coming from? You know, especially if they've only, I don't know how often this person goes viral, but like there are certain simulations based off of like how much money you're able to make. But it's like, we also can't be in somebody else's pockets. You know, people make money for the life and the dreams that they have. But we don't know if people have debt. We don't know if people are coming from living in poverty. We don't know what people have. So number two, it's like, you can't be in other people's pockets. And number three, the price is the price. If you don't want to work for that much, don't apply for the job. But the audacity to have an opinion about what somebody else is paying to get someone to help them. It's like, can you afford to pay somebody $550 a week to help you? Shut up. Exactly. I know I can't. Exactly. I think, I think, and I agree with you. And I think it's like, we shouldn't necessarily have an opinion on this. I just think that in certain situations, I think because people assume that this person is making, you know, millions of dollars a year that, $550 a week for somebody to work for you, be a personal assistant with your rigorous schedule. Like it's not going to be an easy job. Is it more than minimum wage? I assume so. Cause yeah, that's like a, I think minimum wage is only 750. So that's the thing. It's like, where do we get off telling people how much their jobs are like valued at? Like you can, you can have an opinion on what you're worth, but you can't have an opinion on what somebody else's job is worth because the job is set by the person who puts it in place. If you don't want the job, don't take it. You know, I actually get real annoyed at people wanting to feel entitled to have an opinion about what something is valued at. Things are valued at what you value them at. There's someone who's going to feel like that job is worth it. So for all of us to be like, that job is not worth it, that puts both of those two people in a difficult position when that was not necessary. Yeah. Like, cause beforehand they probably would have thought, oh yeah, this is worth it. Cause here's the thing too. We have to think like, and you know, I've told you like, I would love to be like a PA for a celebrity at some point, but um, I mean, would I take the $550 a week? I absolutely hundred percent would not, but that's me. Like at this point in my life, I'm not going to do that because I know I have more experience than that, than, than that is, you know, than that is paying. But here's the thing. The reality is a lot of these personal assistants that work with these celebrities yeah, the, they're getting all these other perks. They're getting to travel for free. They're getting meals. They're staying in nice hotels. They're getting a lot of, like, these celebrities get all these, all this merch, all these, you know, different things from brands and stuff. A lot of times they don't keep that stuff and they disperse it to their team, their PA or whoever. So the person may get a lot more um, value outside of the pay than what we even realize. And I agree with you. It's like, why do we have an opinion? I think it's just that people are looking at this person as like, oh, you make, you know, seven figures. A viral, seven a, a viral content artist. It, I mean, she's like a legit rapper. Like, she has a, a recording. I mean, she's like selling. Like, she's like platinum. Like, yes. you know. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Okay, that too. But even still, it's just like, people can set the price at whatever they want. And not only that, but like, I do think that the way that the job market and like the workplace is happening is shifting. But I don't think that paying your dues early in your career, I don't think it's dead. 
You know, it's like, and, right. and I don't think it should be dead because there is so much critical thinking that happens in the trenches of sorts of this type of experience that will, that will catapult you in a different job. And you don't even know, you know, it's like, I've worked jobs where I'm like, I'm worth way more than this. But the stuff that yeah. I learned in that job is actually what qualifies me to make more money now. And you've had the same situation. So 100%. let's not let's not discount this opportunity where someone's like, actually, like, I, I know someone right now who has her own business who is like, if I could just make $1,500 a month, like I'd be set. And she has four kids. Yeah. Or to make $220 a month, that would be a come up for her. And we over here telling her that that's not worthy. And so it's like, how do people even, how do people, how can people even calibrate if a step up is what they are worthy of? And that's why we have this gap of people who only want the extreme dream versus working their way up because we're all discrediting it. And it's not even for us. And I think too, like, you know, kind of going back to just being a career woman or just like being in a, you know, different like a senior level position or managing or CEO or whatever like you have to make these decisions of like what is this job worth and I think about when I was making you know under 50k and I thought that I should be making more but you know somebody had to make that decision as to like this is what this job is what I feel this job is worth and now being where I'm at now you know being at six figures it's like I think back and I'm like if I had to hire somebody to be me in that role, I think I would pay the exact same. You know what I'm saying? It's like And because, you can empathize differently because not only yeah. do have you are you in a different place now, but you know what it takes to do that role and you also know right. the grit and the tenacity and the critical thinking and the resourcefulness you had to apply to be hungry enough to do a better job. You know, like I think that's important. No, I 100% agree. I think Here's the thing. I said I wouldn't take the job. That's me now. Ioni, 10 years ago, 100%. You know, Ioni, even honestly, five years ago, I would have taken the job because in my mind, I'm like, oh, she's going to get me to this person, to this person, to this person because she's featured on these songs. She's meeting with these artists. You know, she's all this. Like, so in my mind, I'm like, Ioni, five years ago, or Ioni, 10 years ago, would have jumped on that 100% because of just where it takes you. Like, when I was making a lot less money, I thought I was so pissed. I was like, I'm so underpaid. I hate this. I do so much. Like they don't understand. They don't care. And even though I'm some part of it, I still feel some of those types of ways about that time in my life. I think about now what is expected of me now versus what was expected of me back then. And what is expected of me now, I could not do back then. Like I would not like, there's no way. I, I know I started off as an admin assistant and that is, that was the extent of what I knew. And to be now, you know, as a senior manager, project manager, you know, just all the work that I've done, like, you know, it's like, I would not be able to do what I did back then. There's just no way, you know, and there's still shit right now that I'm like, I honestly, I expect this, but I cannot do this. But I think now I'm more resourceful. I can figure out how to get it done back then. I didn't even know resourcefulness, you know? Yeah. So why would I pay that person what I'm making now back then? I mean, I feel like that's what I get paid for. I feel like I get paid to solve problems, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. and even in, and I'll tell you that there's something about like when you level up to a certain point in your career, you understand that 
the person's not even hiring you to do the job. The person is hiring you for them not to have to worry about if the job is getting done. And right. honestly, like, that's something that I will say that I have, like, you know, there's that phrase that goes around that's like, you know, you need to have the confidence of an average white man because they'll apply for anything, you know, and while that's yep. a stereotype that, you know, I don't necessarily believe it's true, but I do understand the meaning behind it. It's like, mm-hmm. I have that, like, I have the confidence of that person. And not only do I have the confidence of that person, but some people will call it the sauce. It's like, you know, Kiori, like you got the sauce when you go into these companies, you know, you always know what to say, you always know. And it's like, I never know, you know, but what I do know Mm -hmm. and what I'm very confident in is if you give me a problem, I'm going to figure it out. I don't even have the confidence. I'm going to figure it out the fastest. I don't have the confidence. I'm going to figure it out the best. What I do have the confidence in is whatever you ask me for, I'm going to give it to you the way that you imagined it. And the thing about the way that someone imagines it means they may not explain it to you the way that they imagine. They might not even know the way that they imagine. They might not even you know, understand how to receive it from you the way that they imagine. But I'm going to get you what you want. And I'm going to do it right. every single time. And everybody else out here, they're going to be one trick ponies. And I'm going to make sure you're good. And you know what? I have so much confidence that I can be that person. I don't even try to be nobody else. And when I sell yeah. myself to someone and the work that I can do for them, it's just like, do you want to be satisfied? Hire me. We don't even have to talk about what the job is. Hire me because I'm going to make sure it gets done. I don't even have to know how to do it, but I'm going to make sure it gets done. This is an example that I use all the time talking about this. I tell people, I say, Beyonce is not as amazing as she is because she knows how to do everything. Beyonce is as amazing and phenomenal and powerful and just as popular as she is because she learned how to solve problems. And by solving problems, I mean she learned who she needed around her to solve the other problems. Mm-hmm. So I think about Coachella or Beachella, like we like to call it. And if you watch the documentary, you see all these people surrounding her that are creating the music. They're creating the choreography. They're doing the costumes. They're doing the formations. They're doing the time. They're doing everything. And it's like one of the most iconic moments of that documentary is when Beyonce does, um, crazy in love into back that ass up Mm -hmm. and it's the most wildest like combination that I would have never thought of in my life and here's the reality Beyonce probably did not think about that on her own but the person that she hired as her musical director he thought about it and that's why that was so iconic you see what I'm saying so Beyonce is who she is it's the team it's the team she learned how to pick them she learned how to solve problems by picking people that know how to solve problems. And so it's not about just you knowing everything. Cause like I just said, there's a lot of shit that's expected of me that I do not know how to do, but I'm a, I'm gonna figure out who does, or I'm gonna figure out how to do it. Or I'm gonna figure out what it's going to take to get it done. That's what I am. Gonna and my do. dad always says, he's like, you don't need to have the best players on your team. You just need to have an all-star team because yep. sometimes when you have everyone who's the best at everything, there's so much competition that goes on. It just creates friction and tension. But, you yeah. know, the diversity of skill level, the diversity of thought, the diversity of background, the diversity of how they how people communicate, all of those things work together to form a team that is unique to that problem, to that person, yep. to that mission. And that's why nobody can ever count themselves short when it comes to applying for a role, because 
you don't even know what the person is looking for. Like, think about you and one of, I'm Ioni, think about you and one of your good friends now. It's just like, I remember when I was talking to you before, it's like, have you ever thought about this? Do you want to talk to my friend real quick? And it's like, now y'all are really good friends. And it's like, because mm-hmm. y'all are still good friends, it's like, what he needed in that role, yes, it was it was the professional things, but it was also the needs that he had personally. And there are so yeah. many times where it's like people go and apply for the role and they feel like they can't do the technical things on the job description, not understanding that the person hiring for the role needs the technical things, but then they need the things that are personal to their personality. And yep. I would say that I definitely hired people that I could work with over people mm-hmm. who could just do the job. Yep, and I've yep. done that so often, and I just feel like people have to value themselves more and know that sometimes you may be the person that someone's looking for, but they didn't have the words to articulate it. Yep, and I will say too, you know, coming to this understanding or just like understanding that like I need to work on being able to put together the right team, or it's not all on me. It doesn't have to be all on me. I came to this through therapy, like therapy and becoming a career woman has literally been synonymous. Like I spent the last few months with the new therapist that I have now here in Philly, literally just talking about my job, like all about career. Like, and that is how I was able to learn to navigate a lot of the situations in my last role, like by therapy and even going through therapy before that, like on more personal things, getting more confidence in my personal life, allowed me to be more confident in my professional life as well too yeah I think the first thing that I want to acknowledge is that therapy therapy is therapy there's no getting around it okay so like if you're like oh I'm someone who doesn't need therapy but I do this it's like no if you're trying to justify not going to therapy you need to go to therapy but on the flip (laughs) side of that I would say that there are there are a lot of things that give us therapy, you know, it could Mm -hmm. be going to see a person, it could be, you know, having a performance coach, it could be reading books, or it could be learning from experiences in other parts of your life. We receive therapy in lots of different ways. So there's a balance. But if you're running from therapy, just go to actual therapy. I think that one thing that I learned also in therapy is just you have to make decisions that you can be proud of and ones that you can live with. And one thing that I say so often is just like, it's not about right and wrong. It's about what do you learn? And when you don't necessarily have the energy or the desire to learn something in that moment, because let's be honest, we're not always trying to get better. We're not always trying to be thinking about the positive side of things. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes we're just tired. You know, and so yeah. when I'm not in the space of it's not about right and wrong, what do you learn? I I really rest in like, it's not about right and wrong, but what can I own? I know there may be consequences after that, but I don't care. Sometimes I just need people to feel me. Sometimes yeah. I just need people to know like, this is where I was at, or this is where I'm capable of going. If they, you know, don't think I'm serious, you know, and that's a choice that I make, understanding the consequences that are going to come with it. And I feel like, you know, therapy really gave me the tools to understand that I don't need to be validated at work. Like I don't bring value to work. I don't bring value to relationships. I don't bring value to the world. Like I am value. I am value at my job. I am value in the world and I am value in relationships. Therefore, 
if people don't want to engage with that, that's not a me problem. That's a them problem because the value right. that I am is going to exist regardless. And, yeah. and the other thing is me understanding that I am value. It allowed me to be less defensive. Like I yeah. didn't feel the need to prove myself as much. I didn't feel the need to justify the way that I did my job. I didn't even feel the need to appease people. You know, it's just like, I really started to rest in the fact that all I can do is what I can do. And I'm going to take something away and I'm going to learn from the situation. And, you know, sometimes it was a tough lesson. Sometimes it was like, you know, I shouldn't have talked to this person like that. But I wasn't going to go and say sorry. I wasn't going to go and like try to, you know, (laughs) make some some extra hours or something. It's like, no, I'm going to handle me internally. And I'm not going to make that anybody else's problem. And I'm not going to give yeah. anybody else's satisfaction. And I think like that's how therapy started to show up in my job and not just in my job, but in every area of life, because I think that's what therapy really does. I think therapy gives you the muscle to take one life lesson and apply it in every arena of your life versus you being like, oh yeah I know that like I'm not supposed to lie but I thought that was just at work <laughs> you're like, <laughs> like what <laughs> I mean like as strange as that example sounds like I hear people say stuff to me on a regular where I'm just like so like, you thought it only worked in this scenario <laughs> like what <laughs> like that doesn't even make any sense but like therapy allows you to like it allows you to interrogate yourself you know like before someone else has to do it and that allows you to even protect yourself from you know shame it allows you to protect yourself from other people being offended by you and allows you to protect yourself from doing something that you might regret it teaches you how to be more proactive within yourself and I think like this is important in the workplace. But what I found Mm -hmm. is the better I became at work, the better of a person I just became outside of work because I wasn't stressed. And I realized that those techniques that I have that were working at work, it wasn't about it working at work. It was working with strangers. And if certain Mm -hmm. things work with strangers, people who don't even know you, who are more likely to be more offended by you than the people who do know you and know your heart, when you start to apply those same techniques, they're like, wow, this person is trying, you know, whereas strangers don't always know that you're trying. And like, my life just got better from there. My job got better from there. And like, we started off talking about at the beginning of the episode, it's like, I've been traveling for the last seven months, like doing my own thing. You know, my life has changed so much in the last three years applying therapy and and trusting in it and that's the the thing that I think is most important about all of this as I wrap is sure some people go to therapy I think therapy is for everyone it's not anything to be ashamed about it's something that we can all benefit from just being able to have a filter on our own thoughts and not only number one can therapy be with the person but therapy can also show up in multiple other areas of life whether that's reading books through a performance coach you know through just learning from other examples but the thing that's necessary in order for therapy to work in your life is you have to decide that you want to learn. You have to decide mm-hmm. that you want to grow because just like we talked about in dating earlier, the whole art of attraction of attracting people who are good for you. When you decide that you want to learn, you will attract the answers to the lessons you're looking for. 
But if you are so committed to believing that there's nothing you can do differently, there's nothing you can do to grow, that it's somebody else's fault all the time, then therapy is not going to work for you. I can't tell you how many times people go to therapy and it doesn't work for them because therapy is not a magic pill. Therapy works for the people who want to work, who want to do the work on themselves to be in a different place. And like you said, it's, it, allows you to turn the mirror on yourself like I think I like to think I'm a pretty self-aware person not I'm not perfect but I like to think I I can you know see the the log in my eye you know before someone else has to tell me it's there and that happened through therapy like and like you said that that aids me in my professional life you know what I'm saying I'm able to see you know I'm able to see issues that I maybe have caused in my relationships. I mean, I'm able to see like, okay, if my manager is critiquing me on something, like I really do try to see like, okay, where was I, you know, where did I mess up? Or maybe where did I not convey something correctly or whatever? And it's all been through therapy. And so I, I, I'm with you. I don't think therapy is a one size fits all. I don't think therapy just means going to see a therapist. I think there's several different ways you can go about getting that. But I do think that therapy is for everyone yes. in some form, yeah. like in some way, some form, everyone needs therapy. I think. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for being my first guest on the first episode of the Between You and I podcast. (laughs) Tell the people where they can follow you. Well, all of you good people know that you guys are loved and you are valued by me and by God. Um, But also follow me. Follow me at Kiori Taylor. And that is on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever um, I'm trying to get better on all of the social medias, um, yes. but Fiore, Fiore is C as in Charlie, I-O-R-E as an echo, Fiore Taylor. Um, also, feel free to always reach out to me, you know, if you have any questions about my journey or if you just want to talk or if you think I'm beautiful because I am single. Um, and then also, last but not least, you know, I would say um, if you are curious just about, you know, talking about and brainstorming about the future and like your own journey and story like I love being able to just spend some time giving back uh based on all the things that I've learned in life and um for women who are out there who are interested in just connecting um definitely reach out to me and stay tuned because I am planning on starting a virtual women's group um this year where people just just come connect and just like vibe out on life um, because community is so important and with me traveling I realized how hard it is to just connect with women on a routine basis and I think about mm-hmm. whether you're traveling or whether you're at home there are just some people who don't have that core community and you know yeah. it's just like what does it look like to create that no matter where you are so I'm really excited about that project um, and so yeah like stay tuned with me I'm Fiore I'm happy to be here thank you so much Ioni I thought this episode was absolutely <laughs> great I look forward to coming back and you know because how much I be. love you <laughs> yes yes thank you guys so much um, and look forward to the next episode of Between You and I I'm your host Ioni thank you guys